Two, checking. Hey, good morning, Thrive. Okay, not Nathan's, but Nathan's better half, right? <laughs> hey, I'm very excited to be here, a little nervous, but more excited than nervous. So I'm just going to lead us all into prayer, if you can just join me. Lord, just thank you so much. Holy Spirit, I pray that your voice be the loudest in the room, and I pray, Lord, that you pierce through every heart, every ear here in this room, and I thank you for this privilege and such an honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Okay, so a couple of things just to reiterate what uh, Abby said. She did an amazing job. She's a great communicator. Awesome. Uh, but Thrive Anniversary, hey, you're all welcome and invited to this extravaganza birthday party. Bring your friends, your neighbor, I mean everyone that you can think of. It's totally free, and we're going to always have lots of fun. Okay, and then it's not too late to register for a small group. Our Thrive Thrives kickoff last week, and most of them, they just like went through the, you know, icebreakers, like here's what we're going to do for the rest of the semester, so you haven't missed anything. So it's not too late to register for one. Ours, mine, um, and Abby and Ashley's, the triple A of, the, of Thrive, AAA, Abby, Ellen. Uh, we are leading How To 2.0, How To Girls 2.0, where we going through uh, all kinds of fun, fun things, like how to make up. That's tomorrow night. Um, and it's this, this is the first time, like we're kicking off tomorrow because last Monday was Valentine's Day. So we took a little break and then um, we're, we're just kicking it off tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we have a lot of other fun things like how to cricket, how to ride a horse, how to uh, know your Enneagram number. Abby's leading that one. Super fun. So register for that. And then First Wednesday is around the corner. And First Wednesdays are my favorite. They're super laid back, like short and sweet message like you're going to have today. Short and sweet, to the point, awesome worship, and also food trucks, and all, this is all free, too. So, join us for that, too. I'm very excited. We've been in a series of messages called Sonship, and I love what Nathan said last week. This is not talking about, you know, the, the Bible does, it's very clear, and does talk about man and female. You are born a male forever and ever. And you were born a female forever and ever, same, right? But it calls us sonship because what Christ has done. And we have given that, he has given us that birthright. So we are called all sons. Now, whenever we are believers, you know, Jesus calls the church his bride. And it's nothing, doesn't have anything to do whether you're a guy or a girl. We are the bride of Christ. And another thing that I stole from his notes, just because, you know, it's fun. <laughs> Everything made easy for me. Um, it's the comparison. We're in the series of messages based out of the particle son, Luke 15. And it compares the comparison between a son and a servant. And he said, we are all called to serve. All of us are called to serve. But we aren't servants. Nor we are sons because we serve, but because we are sons, we serve. 
And just like little pause in here, um, we, I love that Thrive is not just a Sunday church. Like we're open through the week, and we have lots of things going on through the, through the week. And, and so do we, we expect, like we just, we not expect, we are rising up the bar for all of you to do the same. Like just, just don't come to, sun, uh, to church on Sunday and what's, what's going on the rest of the week? What are you doing the rest of the week? How are you expanding the kingdom the rest of the week? You know, so we want to connect to you, to, to your purpose, to your calling, to your gifts and talents, and lay them for, for, for a greater good, for God and his kingdom, right? But I love you. This is not just like, hey, shaming you. This is encouraging you. And also, like, just a side note, words of affirmation are my love languages and movie, too. Movies. I love movies and words of affirmation. So you can say, amen, Ali, you're doing a great job. Come on, bring it on, preach it, girl. I mean, whatever you want to say, I'll receive it, and it'll be better. Yes, thank you. Woo. Okay, here we go. go. Let's open our Bibles to Luke 15, verse 22. We're out of this, and it says, But the father told his servants, Quick! Bring out the best rope and put it on him. Put a ring on his fingers and sandals on his feet. And all the ladies with the ring of his finger said, Amen. The single ladies, put a ring on it. Put a ring on it. <laughs> okay, awesome. And I want to just show you what this ring, this, this ring represents. Nathan said last week the rope represents righteousness, right? Like God covers us with his righteousness. And this week, we're talking about the ring of authority. And I, I like to see that. Oh, there, there it is. I think you already saw it. But, yeah, the ring of authority. And, you know, how God gives us authority. And this ring represents authority. So go with me to a couple verses in uh, uh, Scripture, starting with Genesis 41, verse 42. It says, then Pharaoh took his signet ring off of his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And then he clothed him in garments of fine linen, put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot which he had. And they all cried before him, bow the knee. And he set him over all the land of Egypt. So Pharaoh took his ring off his finger gave it to Joseph, and gave him authority. That ring represented authority. Uh, another verse or uh, book in Hester 8, verse 8, I'm reading out of the NIV because you don't have it on your notes. And it says, now write another decree in the king's name. This is um, King Hasuerus. Hasuerus. I think it sounds similar in English. Um, in behalf of the Jews, as seems best, to you and seal it with the king's signet ring for no document written on the king's name and seal it with his ring can be revoked. Why? Because the ring represented authority. And so let me talk a little bit about like the authority and history about my uh, family's um, history. Uh, My great-grandfather on my mom's side was the president of Honduras in 1950. He is also in our 50 Lempira bill. And he was, he actually ended a 16-year 
dictatorship government in Honduras. So pretty savvy, you know. Um, I like this kind of things. Like my sister, on the other hand, like she's like, ah. like yeah, nah, nah. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like, hey, we're almost famous. <laughs> but <laughs> now my my grandfather's cousin on my dad's side, he um, his his cousin Roberto Micheletti. In, 20, in uh, 20, no, 2009, 2009, he sent Honduran President Mel Zelaya into exile in his PJs. Like, like pretty, pretty, it was, I, I remember I was still living in Honduras. It was a pretty, um, yeah, deal because we were kind of, he was trying to change our constitution and so he was booted out. Like, just like that, military took over, and my grand, uh, grandfather's cousin took a uh, presidency, and I also like to claim it, like, it's like, it's my cousin, too, like, you know, <laughs> we are superheroes, <laughs> but uh, it just made me understand something, like, when I was putting this t- together this week, I was like, wow, uh, we need to understand that all authority, it's delegated from God, all of it. And, like, you know, nobody steps in a position without God allowing that to happen. So, and then this past week, too, I saw the news all over. Maybe you did, too. But Honduran, ex, the ex-president of Honduras um, was taken in captivity. Uh, he, uh, the, actually, uh, USA, the United States requested his extradition from the country to come here to have a trial here because he presents really um, bad and serious drug trafficking charges against him for the 13 years that he was in presidency. And, and tomorrow is President's Day here. So it's like all, all of it like pretty interesting. And I was like, Lord, like what do you, you know, what do you want to like talk about? Like this authority that you want to talk about, the godly authority that everyone should, like, really um, be, be aware of. Like, you know, like, we want to pray for those in leadership and ask the Lord to change their hearts, to go towards him, to, to put their, our faith in, in God that he will do, you know, justice, that he will bring um, the justice in, in, in all of our, in the, the world, around the world, in our countries and in the world. So, look also, uh, just skip Mark and go to Romans 13, verse 1. And it says, let every soul be subject to the government authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So this is why we need to, you know, be praying for those in the White House and throughout the world. So, because they are appointed by God. Um, and then, you know, how I was like thinking, how can we as sons and daughters walk in this authority? So number one is we need humility. Because the quickest way to, to lose authority is to walk in pride. The minute you have power, you need to be subject and be surrendered to the Lord so you can walk in a healthy um, authority and have healthy leadership 
And Jesus exemplifies this humility. Like, he laid down his divinity for you and me. Like, he became a human and came down, and that's like, well, like that's, that's being humble. That is humility. Uh, look, um, go with me to Luke 9, verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority. I should have, like, highlighted like Nathan does. Like, he's such a good, like, in blue and everything, right? <laughs> but he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases, right? Thank you, Jesus. You have given us this. And, and for a minute, I was thinking, well, yes, they, they were walking in power and authority, but Jesus was right there. Like, he was tangible Jesus, like, if Jesus is right there, yes, I'm in power, I have authority, but he has given us the Holy Spirit and has empowered us with that, even though he's not tangibly touch it, like you cannot touch it, you can feel it and you can move in that and be, you know, humble to, to that and walk in uh, that power and authority. So Luke 10 verse 1 said, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into, the, into every city and place where he himself was about to go. He also appointed 70 more. So not just the disciples, not just the people that were like living and doing life with him every day, but 70 others. And watch this. He imparts the same authority that he did to the 12. To the 12. So, uh, verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, Wow, are you kidding me? No, he didn't say that. But he said, <laughs> But I'm like, I just like to think, oh, I know, I know, you know, very. But he said, but it, Verse 18. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So he, in other words, the minute Satan crossed my daddy, he was booted out of heaven like that. Like, so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all because I know who I am. Verse 19, behold, I give you, remember, this is the 70, baby Christians, there were baby Christians, to trample on serpents and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Amen? And main to that? Yes. I'll, I want to grab a hold of that. Nothing will hurt me and my family. Verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So we know over here that they were believers because, you know, their names are written in heaven. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent, in other words, the prideful and the arrogant, and you have revealed them to babes. They were baby Christians to the babes. Even so, Father... For so it seemed good in your sight. This is good in our Father's sight. That 
even baby Christians have that same power and you can walk in authority, in power, the minute that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And by the way, if you have not, that is a free gift that is granted, that it's, it's available for you today. And if you haven't received, like all you have to do is believe that Jesus died on a cross, that he rose again. We're about to celebrate that in, in, in Resurrection Sunday, right? That he rose again and he grabbed the victory from hell for you and me to live a life in freedom forevermore, eternal life. So it's, it's for you, available for you today. This is good news, by the way. This is really good news. So happy, happy faces. <laughs> um, thank you. Yes, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> okay, so, so humility. And number two, you need faith. You need faith. Matthew 8, verse 5 says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. And cent means a hundred and so we know that this is the Roman centurion that was over a hundred men or, you know, more. And he was pleading, with, pleading to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And then Jesus said to him, I will come and I will heal him. Then, you know, this is a, it's one of my favorite stories. Then the, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy. For you that you shall come under my roof, but only speak a word and my, my servant will be healed. I love when, the, when scripture just comes out of, you know, you're reading your Bible and just like, like words are just highlighted or like those pop-up books, like something just comes alive. And this is what it came alive, verse 9. For I also, that. I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another one comes, and he comes, and to my servant do this, and he does it, and the next one. So when Jesus heard this, he was marveled and said to those who follow, I surely I say to you, I have not found such a great faith, not even in all Israel, not even amongst my people. I found such a great faith. In other words, too, like whenever he said, I also, like the, the soldier recognized, it kind of like compare himself with Jesus. Like, just like you, Jesus, I also. Like he recognized the power, the authority that he had because he was a man under authority too. And he exercised that authority. So it gave him faith to kind of like step in and compare himself to Jesus. And Jesus was marvel at that. He was okay with that. It's like, that's faith. When you say you can be like me, that's faith. Okay, so um, just here's like a little story that I have. I brought my Kleenex because... I cry in the first service. So, okay, second service. <clears throat> About 2019, the beginning of the year, I had my little baby boy, Nathan James, and such a joy, beautiful, curly boy. Um, but not longer after that, we were having church at our old um, church building where we gather at the ACPA chapel, and I 
noticed my father-in-law was like, you know, serving in uh, church, but my mother-in-law wasn't. And like my mother-in-law, I call her the mother, Mother Teresa, because she's so good. <laughs> uh, like she really very kind and good. Like I've never seen, I mean, I've seen her one time, like upset, but um, and I've noticed like, I'm like, okay, she's not here. Like, there's something wrong. Like, something in my, like, uh, little know-it-all. Like, you know, girl, women, like, you know. You know. And I told Nathan, hey, you need to go see your mother. And he's like, okay. So church is dismissed. He goes see uh, his mom, and he calls me, like, an hour later. It's like, hey, come to Jackie and Billy's house. And I'm like, okay. Um, I got in, and, like, immediately I opened the door, and, ugh, like, sadness, like, environment of sadness. And I sit down, and then Billy, Billy Ray comes up to me, and he's like, Alejandra, uh, Jackie has stage 4 lymphoma. And he's like, do you know what that is? And I'm like... Like, I didn't say it, I think, aloud, but in my mind and heart, I was like, that's not good. Um, and from then, like, two weeks later, she was dying. Like, super rapid dying. Like, she had, like, she barely, she could barely hold her eyes open. She had, like, no skin color. It was... It was very hard. It was very hard. Like, Nathan would cry himself to sleep and praying, and, like, every day. It was hard. And here's something about, you know, having faith. Faith is what you believe, right? And we've had believed a lie. We had believed, well, well cancer, cancer is normal. Dying is normal, and those things are normal. They are. Like, you know, if you, if you have lost someone, I'm sorry. Like, there, it is normal. It's part of life. But here's what's not normal. It's not normal for, the, for God's children to lose in battle. That's not normal. That's not allowed for a father, for a good, good father. It is not allowed. So... To say this, happy, happy, happy news. She just celebrated her birthday this Friday. She's here in church. And, and, and you know, she's probably not 100% better, but she's going to be. And in Jesus' name, we have that authority and that power over sickness and disease to, to rebuke that. Right? And we are... Victors, we have the victory. So, okay, that's the say. That's the second one. The third one is obedience, right? And that's like ugh. Nathan was here in this first service. It's like, amen, amen to that, <laughs> amen to that. Because I am a little a rebel, but. I'm confessing over here in front of, you know, when you confess your sins, you're healed. So I'm just confessing so God can heal me from my rebel spirit. 
Um, so Matthew, Matthew 21, uh, verse 23. Now, when he came into town, into the temple, this is Jesus, the, the chief priest and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? So they're, you know, the elite were kind of questioning Jesus. But I love Jesus' answer. Like, he is super cool, guys. Verse 24. But Jesus answered and said to them, I, will all, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. In other words, I'll ask you a question, and if you answer, I'll answer your question. Like, super cool. I wanted to be there moment. Like, how... Was this, you know, comeback? Ooh, everyone's like, Ooh, okay, we'll see. And so, verse, verse twenty-four, yeah, verse Jesus answered, verse twenty-five, and then he said, "The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from man?" And they reasoned among themselves, like, okay, let's see, you know, huddle, I, an aside, if we say from heaven. He will say to us, then why you didn't believe? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude because they believe John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, such a coward. They say, we don't know. I'm like, Ugh. And then he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. So in other words, I'm not going to answer your question because you didn't answer mine. But he did answer them. Luke verse oh, 28. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. Next. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, afterwards, he regretted, and it went. 30, yeah. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered, I'll go, sir. But he didn't go. So which of the two did the will of his father? They say to him, the first. And Jesus said to them, I surely I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. Why he, did, why he uh, said those things to him, so, to them. So a couple of points here. You know, whenever, and this is so, this is so me, this is so me. So we're in staff meeting and everyone like asks, so, so who's going to do this? Who's going to lead this activity or this event or reach out to these people or whatever? Me, 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 me. I'll go like me, 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 put me, send me, Lord, send me, right? And then I, I don't do it. <laughs> like, like, okay, sometimes I don't do it. I'm a rebellion and sometimes I don't do it because I forget. Like, but, so, or the other, the other is, and Nathan has, you know, mentioned it a couple of times, it's like, I quit. Like, I quit. He, I used to quit, like, every week. I don't quit every week now. Uh, it's like every other week. <laughs> but, like, you know, I quit. I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm like, no more things. Let's do no more things. Like, I'm tired of things. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But then I repent, and then I do it. I'm like, okay, 
I repent and I do it. But here's, it's the same thing, right? Like he's telling them that the first son, like he told him, no, I won't go to work in your vineyard, dad. But then he repented and then he went to work with, with his dad. And then the, the second son is like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do anything for you, dad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I'll do it. And he doesn't do it. So like he was telling them that he, he, he did the will of the father. So by what, by what authority he did it, it's by, the, by, by the God's authority, by his father's authority, because he did the will of the father. So I know, you know, that he might not answer them correctly, it, like directly, but he did. But Jesus received his authority by doing the will of the Father. We also have that authority. We also can receive that authority from God by doing his will, by doing what he pleases. And back in 20, 2017, we were planting the church, um, and I was asking God, hey, give me a word of a word of knowledge, like a word so I can grab a hold because we're about to, you know, plan the church and I want to have something to, you know, keep me accountable. And so uh, I heard the word surrender. And immediately I was like, like that is such a long, strong word. And I was like, okay, Lord, Surrender. Surrender. You have to give me, like, strength. You have to, like, you know, give me confirmation about this word that is so, no, I don't like it. <laughs> I want to say, I didn't want to say ugly, but yeah. And so I um, moved on my day, went and grabbed the mailbox of of home and then put it in the kitchen counter. And then when I lay it down, I saw this advertisement of cotton patch with big, full, long, strong letters saying, surrender <laughs> to the tender. <laughs> and there were some chicken tenders in there. And then Nathan always says, I'm the tender. I'm the tender, surrender to the tender. And, and I'm like, no, it's not you, it's Jesus. <laughs> but anyways, right? And so I, you know, like I begin to just really seek him and ask him for that surrender because I knew my rebel heart, my, my rebel spirit needed that. We were about to plant the church. That was um, like at the beginning of the year, and we planted Thrive in March. And, and it felt like it was, uh, it was so big. It, like it was, you know, us against the world because there's a church in every corner of Athens. And really, we need another church. And just believing, really, in the vision that Nathan had and and. And being obedient to that, what God has called us into, it has just been amazing, really. And, and, and I have to say, like, I ask the Lord every year to give me a, a word of the year. 
Um, but it's always go, it goes back to surrender, always. Like, if, if I'm being honest, it always goes back to surrender. It's like, why am I going to give you a new word if you haven't, like, five years ago? <laughs> like, why do you want, you know, accomplish that, and then I'll give you a new one. Um, so just really like worship theme. I know I said, I said a minute 10, you can come up, but just can come up right now. Cause I'm out of like what I'm going to say. Like I, I am, I am appreciative of Nathan. He can go on that. He has a lot that the Lord says to him. Um, thank you so much. I do want to lead us in prayer, though, so whatever you're, like, you can stand, you can remain seated, however you want to just come in prayer, but I feel like the Lord really just wants to just impart that embrace of a father, that, that good of a father that he is for the prodigals, for all of us, like, and, and to be honest, I think all of us are, have a little bit of prodigal inside of us, like, you know, we've all gone away at some point. Maybe it hasn't been physically. Maybe it has been spiritually. Maybe it has been mentally. Like we're just tap out, emotionally exhausted, and we go away and we turn to other things, whatever those things are. Like, you know, I am a huge bench watcher, and I'm like, sometimes in the day, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to go home to watch this thing. And instead of like, no, I can't wait to go home and be with you, God. Because nothing will, will satisfy and feel this. No, nothing. No Netflix. No wine. No uh, sports. Nothing. Nothing. So, Father God, I thank you for calling us to be your children and to make to, in making us join heirs with Christ. Thank you for the robe of righteousness and for the ring of authority. We truly repent, Lord. We ask for forgiveness for walking in pride or in unbelief or in disobedience. Help us to remember who we are in you and to grow strong in your truth. Help us obey your truth and your will. We love you, Lord. We praise you for the work you are doing, because you are working. You are doing a work. Help us to put on the whole armor of God so we are fully equipped to battle, to win, because you it's okay. Warfare, you can come, but we will win. And the evil one will not experience victory. Because your whole kingdom is behind us. And I pray all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.